Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legacy Podcast. My name is Bill Dupenthaler. And I'm Mike Conan, and this is a podcast for disciples who want to make disciples. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Legacy Podcast. I am Mike Conan. I'm with my friend and colleague, Bill Dupenthaler. Both of us are on staff at Our True Legacy, and you can check out more at OurTrueLegacy.com. That's right. You know, Bill, we're all about being disciples who make disciples and training disciples to make disciples. That's right. And we're looking at these passages in the book of Hebrews last week. Um, do you want to give a quick thought on last week? What did we do? Can you remember that far long ago? <laughs> well, I do remember, but that's only because we talked about it five minutes ago when we were preparing for this podcast. But no, we talked about this this whole idea of 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 how do you get close to Jesus? How do you how do you draw near to God? And and we talked about this idea of it that to draw near to God, you actually have to intentionally make an effort to draw near to God. You can't just go through your day and basically ignoring God and expect to just magically draw close to him. Yeah. And we're shifting gears a little bit today as we're continuing this discussion in these lettuce passages. And Let us, not lettuce passages. No, I like saying it lettuce because then it sounds yeah. like I'm ordering, you know, lunch, you know, BLT. hold the lettuce, yeah. you know, <laughs> or extra lettuce as the case may be. Um, but this one in particular, I think, is the heartbeat of this whole passage in, in Hebrews 11. I mean, in Hebrews 10 and moving into Hebrews 11, in, in the sense that uh, this whole passage is in the context of challenge. The whole passage is in the context of suffering, and, and the writer of Hebrews is giving them these proclamations. And, and it made me think about our mission, you know, being disciples who make disciples, because we're entering into, you know, a world filled with, you know, challenge, suffering, and often we're entering into discipling relationships. That's what we're entering into. And it made me think about that first Peter verse, you know, that be prepared to give a defense uh, for the hope that is within you. And that's kind of what we are trying to train people to do, you know, is to live in such a way that people look at you and say, what is this hope that you have? Yeah, And uh, so I think that's going to be the centerpiece of our discussion today is what is this hope that we have? Right. And and how do we live in that? And what impact can it have? And uh, do you want me to read the, the passage today or do you want to read it for us? Well, you read last week, so I'll go ahead and... Yeah, it sounds good. You got your glasses today. I got my glasses. Okay, good. Go here. Good. Uh, do you need to hold it up close to your face too? Or? No, actually, I, I, these glasses work great. Uh, for those of you that are just listening, I've got the, the paper. I can, I can hold it way out here. I can bring it in here. My glasses work really well. Uh, so I'm going to just start on verse 22. It says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And here's the, here's the verse that we're going to focus on today, verse 23 of Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And the rest of the passage, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Yeah. 
And I love that in the context of, if we think of it as in the context of First Peter 2, that this hope should be such a radical difference between us and everybody else that people look at us and say, dude, what is your deal? How, yeah. how do you live like that? And, you know, that's the, that's the part that I think is, can be transformational as far as we think about us making yeah. an impact in disciples who make disciples. Is, is if we can live in this hope, man, it would, we will look different than everybody else in who yeah. we interact with. I mean, I can't tell you how many, and you've had an equal number, I'm sure, uh, conversations I've had with people, uh, and we're talking about the challenges that they're facing, or we're talking about, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world these last couple of years, and can, you know, we're not like in the middle of COVID anymore, but we're still surely feeling the, the oh, effects yeah. of it and all that kind of stuff and people's mentalities and, 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 um, I've had so many conversations where, where we've had this statement. I don't know what people do that don't have the hope that we have right. in Christ. I don't know what they do. I don't know how people face it. So part of hope, you know, if, if we were to, to try and dig into what hope is, is exactly what you're saying in, some, in a couple of ways, right? I mean, we think of it in terms of part of hope is whatever we're facing right now isn't it. It isn't the, the whole story, and it's certainly not the end of the story. Yeah. You know, it's a chapter, and it might even be just a small part of a chapter, but it is a chapter in history. It is not the whole story. And I think that the world that we live in today, especially with our, you know, one minute, 60 second, now 30 second culture. And, um, Joe was just telling us that a lot of videos are 20 seconds or less because that's what people will pay attention to nowadays. Uh, in that world, everything is about right now, yeah. right now, yeah. right now, right now. And so when right now falls apart, uh, it, it can be really challenging. Yeah. And so living living with hope is is living in the bigger perspective. Right. It's living in an in, in eternal perspective, actually. Right. Right. What do you mean by that eternal perspective? Well, so so I guess the question, well, what is hope? What what is Christian hope? Sure. You know, and, and um uh, for me the first thing that came to mind when 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 I when we were talking about well what is what is Christian hope, for me that was the hope of eternity with Jesus. Yes. The hope of eternal salvation, the hope of spending eternity uh, with the Lord in heaven and, and uh, with all the people that I love and, and uh, the hope of no more pain and suffering and, and, and uncertainty and all those kinds of things, that we have an eternal future that when, when I think about that, I can get through anything. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, we're both really into sports and that kind of stuff, and and uh, yeah, we we have <laughs> it's stupid. We 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 love our Seattle Seahawks, and we have hope that man, we've got some high draft picks coming up at the end of the season, yeah. and we're going to get our next franchise quarterback, and we're going back to the Super Bowl, so I can get through any losses this season. In fact, you know, in some ways. A loss is a gain because we're going to get a higher draft. <laughs> it helps us. So we, we're not. We're, we're not, living for the future. We are, You're not living for the present. You're living for exactly the future. It. That's it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Well, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Well, 
and that, I think that is kind of a, a, yeah. a core sense. And for me, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. We we think about it as far as hope goes, is this this sense of eternity and this. Uh, with it comes a sense of deliverance and this sense of inauguration, you know, in the sense of a new, something new and exciting is happening. And, and with that, of course, it all begins with that cataclysmic event of the return of Christ. And we're not going to do a whole, you know, four-hour lecture on how will Jesus return? Will there be, you know, a rapture? Will there be a millennial? Where there, we're not really, neither of us really want to get into that stuff. But we all believe Jesus is going to come back. Right. Everybody right. believes he's going to come back. And when he comes back, everybody believes that, uh, all Christians anyway, believe that there's going to be some form of judgment uh, for demons, for the devil, victory over those things. And we already have victory, but it's going to be finalized. There's also going to be some sort of judgment for humanity. Uh, and Ultimately, though, like you said, there's going to be ushering in eventually, and depends on how you view it and all that stuff. Uh, but when Christ comes back and he's reigning, uh, all all the suffering will be gone. Yeah, yeah. All of the stuff in our relationship, which we talked about last week, is so hard, will be gone. Yeah. And all of the relational challenges that we have in this world will be gone. And I think that's the, the eschatological hope is what they call it. eschatology means the end times, you know. And so when Paul's writing about hope, he is is writing in terms of, man, this thing is all going to end, guys. Yeah, it's all going to end. In fact, the the last part of it really gives a, a a glimpse here. The end of Hebrews, he says this: uh, You need to persevere, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. And then he says this: For in a little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. This is Hebrews 11, 36, 39, just a few verses later. And and then he says, and but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And so again, it's that idea that it's all, for a Christian, our call is not to live in the moment. Right. Right. I mean, we, we have to live day by day. Like we talked about last week, it's so important to live day by day with Christ and in his power each day and in his presence each day. It's it's a central part of how we live as Christians. But that is not where our focus necessarily is, uh, if that makes sense. Right. And, and certainly you can't read the New Testament without seeing that this, this idea of hang in there, guys, because... We know that Christ is coming back. I mean, that's a central theme throughout the New Testament. Yeah. Now, I think uh, for, for them, it was very, very real and very present. Uh, and, and, and just speaking for myself, uh, I guess I don't think that much about it. I, I mean, yeah, me either. I, I have over the years uh, read some books and spent time, you know, really diving deep into the whole idea of, you know, when's Christ coming back and what's it going to look like and all those kinds of things. And, and, and it is super interesting. And the Bible says, Hey, encourage one another with those things. So, so it is cool to encourage one another to, to think about, Hey, he is coming back, but that's not the thing that really day to day motivates me when I'm in the middle of it or when I'm discouraged and those kinds of things, I think, uh, but it's a, a very real part of it. And like, sure. like, and like you mentioned before, when we were pre prepping for this, really it's, it's, 
the, the idea of Christ coming back and conquering sin and death and the devil and all that kind of stuff and setting up eternity, that's also just hand in hand with the thing that does come to mind for me more is, hey, I can get through anything because I'm thinking eternally and I'm going to spend eternity with the Lord. Yeah, it is. It is really the... Um, I mean, maybe we shift gears here slightly and say, you know, when do we live in hope and how do we live in hope? You know, I mean, if that's what hope is, is hope is in essence, you know, we have the verse down here. Now faith is confidence of what we hope for and assurance of what we do not yet see. Hebrews 11, one. Yeah. Hebrews 11, one. And, uh, and we think of also Romans, Paul writes, you know, who hopes for what he already has. So in some way, right. hope is something that we don't have yet. In 2013, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. They did. They did. And at that moment, we had no hope of winning the Super Bowl because we had won it. So right. there, there was literally no need for hope, no need for faith, because faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's hoping for things that, that are not yet in existence. And, and one could even say that the centerpiece of hope is discouragement. The centerpiece of hope when we want of hope. Where we experience hope is in the middle of when we need it. Yeah, when we feel down, when we feel discouraged, when things aren't going the way we want them to go. One could say that is when we think about living in hope. We don't live in hope, like you said, when we're on cloud nine and everything's going great. Our job's going great. Our marriage is going great. All of our kids are getting 4.0s and they're also simultaneously, you know, the captain of every sports team and everything like that. That is not when we are called to, to live in hope, you know, we, right. uh, hopefully we live in hope all the time, but it's not when we're drawn to live in hope. You know? Right. So the reader, the, 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 the writer of Hebrews, he says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. Yeah. So how the heck do you, as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple who makes disciples, uh, in the middle of all this stuff going on in our society, in the middle of challenges and discouragement and all that stuff, how do we hold unswervingly to that hope? That's a great question, right? I mean, yeah. and the bottom line is we, we think about it is that coming back to that Peter thought of, because if we do, we're going to stand out in the world uh, because nobody else has got a hope. Their hope is in this world. You know what I mean? Their hope is in, I can hold on for the Seahawks because tomorrow's coming and the next season's going to be better. And, you know, like that's All just, kind of and, and I can hold on in my career because I'm going to get a better job next time or it's going to go better next time. I can hold on my marriage because this is just a patch. We'll get through it. But Christians maybe have a different kind of hope in some ways. Uh, they have that faith that God's goodness is going to work in those circumstances, and, and and faith and hope are so intertwined, and, and maybe that's worth a discovery. But there's a sense where hope is beyond the moment. Hope is, and the moment being our lifetime. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Hope is beyond our lifetime in the, in the sense that we can dip into eternity and find a sense of, you know what? I love that image, and uh, Randy Alcorn has this image in his book, The Treasure Principle, and he has this little dot that he draws, uh, and then he has an arrow that goes the rest of the page out, all the way out, with, the, with on the end, you know, the arrow sign, and he talks about this life being the tiny, tiny little dot, and the arrow being all of eternity. And it strikes me that when I get so focused in on the tiny little dot of my life, everything feels overwhelming. Everything feels like it's never going to 
get better. Everything feels like it has to get better. I have to fix this. I have to, I'm full of anxiety. I'm full of worry. I'm full of all these different things. But when my focus is on eternity, as you described it, um, I'm, I'm a different person. Yeah. Because those things, it's just a blip, man. This, this life that you and I lead, this hopefully 80 plus years that we live on this earth is, you know, it's just a tiny, tiny blip compared to eternity. And that perspective helps a lot when you're facing challenges. Yeah. And maybe the best example I could give is with my own kids. They tend to get overwhelmed by whatever they're facing. You know, and it might be a, a breakup of somebody who they liked, doesn't like them anymore, like somebody else. And all of a sudden they're spiraling for months. I mean, months at a time. And as somebody who's lived through that before, you're like, oh man, it's so much better. Don't worry about it. It's just a tiny blip. That's just a tiny blip in your, oh man, I didn't make the team. Oh my gosh, I'm so sad, depressed. You know, but it, it's a tiny blip, son. Right. And I think God looks at us and says the same thing with all the things that we face. That's yeah. a tiny blip. Eternity is forever with me. Focus on that. But a lot of times people are going through big blips. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and it's, it's, even though, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. You know, but uh, I think, the, the, the times when we really need to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess are when we're going through some deep waters. Sure. You know, and I, I, I'll just give one example just from my own life. And, and, uh, and Jody wouldn't mind me uh, sharing this uh, because we've, we've shared this many, many times. But uh, in, in our uh, uh, early years of being married, we, we struggled to get pregnant. And um, we had a lot of people praying for us. And, and uh, I can't remember now how many years it took, but maybe four or five years. We finally got pregnant. And, and, um, and we had all kinds of, you know, baby showers and all that kind of stuff. And people calling and congratulating us and, and running into people at the grocery stores. Oh, I heard you're having a baby. Yay. And, you know, thank yeah. you, Lord. And, and, um, and, and one night um, uh, I woke up. And Jody was in the bathroom, uh, crying, and and uh, I I went in and 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 said you know honey what's wrong, and um, and and she'd lost the baby, mm. and and um, I used to always think that a miscarriage was, I mean I literally just thought you, you know you'd find out oh I guess we're not pregnant anymore, and and you kind of go okay well you know, we'll move on and we'll try again, but but no she actually. Not to get too graphic, but you know, had delivered a, a very small, you know, right uh, baby, and and we had to, um, you know, put it in a little baggie sure. still attached to her, and and go to the hospital, and and um, and we we spent the next weeks um, crying and and you know asking God you know, how could this happen? Why did this happen? Don't you think we'll make good parents? You know, why'd you let this happen to us? And, and, and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, um, we, the only thing we could cling to was the hope right. uh, that, that we had in Jesus. And, and, and we can, we can so, you know, read in the scriptures about all the other times when people went through even more difficult things than that, and 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 we got through it, and 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 people 
would ask and still do from time to time, well, how did you get, how did you get through that? How are you guys still smiling after you, you lost your baby and all that kind of thing? And, and you can say, there's only one way we can explain it. And that's just the hope that we have in, in Jesus uh, mm. got us through. And of course, uh, it wasn't long after that, that, that we got pregnant again. And we, and then we had our, our little daughter and, um, and then it wasn't long after that that we were pregnant again, yeah. and and uh, and fourteen months after our daughter was born, our our twin boys were born, That's and so right. we had three babies under fourteen months, and so we told everybody. <laughs> Please stop praying for us to have kids now. That's enough. God's answered our prayers. God is faithful. It's okay now. We can stop praying. But anyway, all that to say, I, we know that people are going through difficult things, and we could we could sit here and talk for hours and tell stories about about going through difficult things. But we know that that we can hold on to this hope that we have. Yeah, and you know, if we, if we even take it at a step further, if we dare, maybe even part of the challenge that we could be facing in these coming months and years is what people around the world are facing right now, and that's being persecuted for our faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and losing everything. People, there are people around the, the, the world today. Um, I mean, she's Voice of the Martyrs. Go to the Voice of the Martyrs if you've never done that. It's, it's powerful. That are losing everything. Uh, including dads, moms, pastors, and because of their faith in Christ. And they are so driven by the hope that they are able to get through those things. Yeah. And so challenging. And I'm not saying necessarily that we're going there, but we already are. It seems like pretty close to, you know, if you're going to... Pre- move forward with your faith, you're going to face some sort of challenge. Persecution. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. And in our country and in other countries as well that, that we, we know, besides even the really extreme examples that you're talking about where people are literally losing their lives for their faith, but it has certainly become not a popular thing to, to profess to be a, a follower of Christ. And to and to share and follow the values of the Bible. I mean, it is not a popular thing. It's not a it's not a politically correct thing. No, you know. And so we are facing that right now. Well, maybe this is a good segue. You know, we kind of talked about hope to, to dig into what's some. What do we do with this? You know, I mean, what what is the practical application for yeah. disciples who yeah. want to make disciples? You know, what do we, I mean? Yes, we want to hold on swerving to our faith, and yes, we want to have such a faith that other people will look at us and say, "What do you have? Tell me about it." You know, um, give give us one thought that we could take away for an application from today for today. Well, to me, the 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 biggest thing. Uh, and you brought this up earlier uh, when we were talking, is we can live big when we know the bigger picture. And, and so we can take risks and we can, we can say, let's go for this. Right. Because we know that we have a hope that is eternal and, and it's worth taking a risk. Well, yeah, there's a sense where if you're living for the moment and you're living for, man, I want to get your approval and I hope that you'll give me more likes on this and I hope that you will show me and accept me, welcome me. If you're, if you're living for the moment, I want to have success right now. Yeah. Um, hope probably doesn't mean anything to you. 
You know, it really, it doesn't. But if you're thinking in light of eternity and your focus is on, you know what? I don't care if I fail now. I don't care if people reject me now. I don't care if I have to go through pain now because I know that Christ is coming and I know eternity is coming and I know deliverance is coming and I know judgment is coming. I mean, that's another thing we could talk about. We didn't is the part of the hope is the judgment that people who persecute us will face. And yeah. I, certainly the church found a lot of hope in that. But I do think you're right. I think that there is a sense where we can get through anything that we're facing and we could take bold and crazy risks uh, now when we live in hope. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was thinking about as you were talking too is uh, getting back to the, the whole purpose of our organization. Yep. Uh, is, man, if, if you're somebody that, and you say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus, and yes, I believe in the hope of eternity and all that kind of thing, if you are not a part of what God's doing in this world, and I mean an actual like we've talked about in the past, you're not sitting up in the bleachers watching, you're on the field playing. If you're not actively living out the Great Commission to go make disciples, if you're not sharing your faith with people, uh, and you're not investing in in some people to, to help them grow in their faith and discipling, then you're not really living out your faith. And and I, and I think that's that's where, or you don't really truly believe it. You know, right. If you truly believe that every single person uh, it has an eternity and they're going to spend eternity in one place or the other, you would have a different perspective than just, well, is it convenient for me today or is it, is it popular today or might I get persecuted for saying that today? Uh, we need to be a part of what God's doing in the world. Yeah, and, and just to agree with what you're saying. As we think about becoming disciples who make disciples, I think the biggest thing that, that we come across that people are just afraid and they don't want to be rejected. Right. They don't, right. they don't want to uh, experience the pain of, of having to do something beyond their uh, abilities that only God could do. You know, they want to control things and they, and all it's all related to their hope in this world. I think the other thing that stands out that we can end with is hope, I think, as we contemplate, as we think about it, is kind of the centerpiece of what we're offering people <laughs> in right, some ways. Right. Because when you're entering into a discipling relationship with somebody and, and somebody who's far from Christ or who's wandering from Christ, seldom ever are they coming back to you, you know what, Mike? Everything in my life is going so great. I just wanted to come back to Jesus. You know, it's awesome. My marriage is awesome. My job is awesome. And you know what? I just need Jesus to be there. So it'll be really awesome. And people think that's what they're waiting for. I hear that all the time. You know, oh yeah, when things get, this works out, this works out, then I'll get back to it. And it never is that way, right? No, it's, it's the, the other side, right? Yeah. Uh, when people are going through it and they are facing sin, they're facing brokenness, they're facing suffering, their relationships are falling apart, they're depressed, they're down, they're uh, right in the middle of a broken season. That is often when the Lord gives an opportunity for a believer to come alongside and be a disciple who makes disciples, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so as we think about hope, I think that's the other thing that we think about here is for disciple makers, our expectation is not, man, I'm looking for people to have their whole life together because those are going to make great disciples. Um, and it's possible the Lord could draw that. But in our experience, I think it's been quite the other where we have had 
people drawn to us who are facing a challenging time. Yeah, yeah. And and we could share story after story, but um, I think it's safe to say we have this happen on a regular basis. Just yesterday, I'm walking my dog, and this woman comes along, and I'm just listening to my my podcasts and, and enjoying it, and. And all of a sudden, she just starts talking to me, and I don't even know her. She's she's older woman, you know. But um, and she's talking, talk, and all of a sudden, she's telling me her whole story of all the stuff that's happened in her life. And in that moment, I knew that she needed a message of hope, if that makes sense. And yeah. and the more that we are being able and willing to deliver that message of hope, the more I think we'll see and become disciples who make disciples. Yeah, yeah. So to wrap up. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. So thanks guys for listening to our podcast. We appreciate it so much and we really hope that this is encouraging to you and, um, and, and we, we're just so grateful for all the people that support our ministry, ourtruelegacy.com. We invite you to, to, to get on board with that is supporting financially supporting in prayer uh, go to our website check out all the resources that we have we'd love to get uh, groups started wherever you are we would we'd love to help you to get uh, legacy groups going and and to teach you more about discipling people and all those kinds of things just go to yeah. artruelegacy.com and uh, and we'd love to help with that and in the meantime let's just continue to do these things let's continue to go and be disciples who make disciples amen amen uh-huh.